Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hello, everyone at C3. It is my absolute joy and privilege to be part of your graduation day today. And I've had the joy of teaching uh, the students that are graduating personally. Uh, and I would have loved to have been with you, um, but within these strange, weird and wonderful times, uh, we are improvising and uh, my, my heart is with you, but uh, we cannot be physically together. But isn't it an amazing, amazing thought that although we are in lockdown, the word of God is not chained. And that's a great encouragement to us. And it is my joy and privilege today to share something of the Word of God with you. And hopefully that will encourage you in this special moment, thinking about students that are graduating from the academy, but also for us as followers of Jesus, as we are going forward uh, in seeking to honour him and live for him in an ever-changing world. And I want to speak to you this morning uh, in the context of our journey together on uh, what I've entitled Triumph in the tension. Triumph in the tension. This is something that I have personally been working through in my own journey in the context of uh, this lockdown. But uh, in the midst of that, I have found the Lord really helped me manage this particular tension. And we're going to look at it by looking specifically at two passages that relate to a man called the Apostle Paul. And Paul is a follower of Jesus involved in church planting and also engaging the church in teaching. And we're going to look at two experiences of Paul which show each side of this incredible tension. So if you've got a Bible with you, sitting wherever you're sitting, watching this and engaging in this, why don't you grab your Bible and follow two short readings with me. The first reading is in the book of Philippians chapter 1 and we'll read verses 12 to 14. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 17 to 20. Now, if you've got a Bible, I would love you to follow with me because uh, it's important just to read the text together. But if you haven't, then listen up as I read it to you. So the first passage is Philippians chapter 1. Here's what Paul says uh, to the church. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Beautiful, beautiful words there. Now, we'll flip across to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and note the contrast. So, Try and hear Philippines in the background and then we'll see the contrast here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 17 to 20. Paul says this, same man writing. And he says this, But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. 
For what is our hope, our joy, or our crown in which we glory in the presence of the Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Did you, did, did you pick up the tension there? In Philippines chapter 1, Paul talks about the fact that even though he's in chains, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, God is making a way for him. Something fantastic is happening. When we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul is frustrated, it seems, by the fact that he's tried to do something, but he hasn't been able to do it. And he's managing, in the context of his own journey of faith, these two incredible ideas. If you like, we could summarize it like this. He's managing the tension between breakthrough on the one hand and restriction on the other. He's managing the tension between joy on the one hand and disappointment on the other. He's managing the tension between innovation on one hand and diversion in the other. He's managing the tension between victory on one hand and apparently on the surface of it, defeat in the other. And perhaps he's managing the tension, and this is very divisive language, of blessing on one hand and on failure in the other. Two extremely different experiences that one person engages in. And I don't know about you, but in my journey in the context of the last three, four months with a lockdown, I've experienced that range of emotion. I've experienced moments of breakthrough and restriction, sometimes in the very same day. I've experienced joy and some disappointment. I've experienced what feels like a defeat, and in other times, what genuinely was a victory. And yet, I'm the same person in these experiences. I'm seeking to honour the Lord. I'm seeking to live for him. And for those that are graduating today, I, I want to remind you that on the journey you're on, this is going to be a tension you're going to have to manage. This is a journey that you and I will make together. And there'll never be, can I say, freedom from this tension until we reach eternity and stand before the presence of the Lord. We will always have to manage those moments where it feels like God is doing something amazing and we've got a breakthrough and other moments where no matter what we do, we can't get a breakthrough. And actually, how do we manage those ideas? Once you start to see this tension, it's actually everywhere in the Bible. Uh, and, and we'll see it over and over again. Let me give you two classic examples from the New Testament. In Acts chapter 12, we've got at the beginning of that chapter, Herod reaching out his hand and killing James. James was the first apostle to be martyred. Uh, and this is an incredibly difficult moment for the church. In the very same chapter, uh, the, Peter is rescued from prison. So you've got one apostle uh, slaughtered and the other one gets freedom. Well, one, his life is taken and the other one, his life is preserved, all in the space of a dozen verses in the same chapter or so. And I think that tension is deliberately there to show us that there are moments where we are rescued and we get a breakthrough and there are moments when actually sometimes 
we are hindered and restricted and and what's the response of our faith in that i think we see it again in hebrews chapter 12 incredible chapter uh, sorry hebrews chapter 11 an incredible chapter of course of faith as we look at this and and hebrews 11 says these things these words from verses 33 to 35 who through faith conquered kingdoms administered justice gained what was promised shut the mouth of lions quenched the fury of the flames escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign enemies women received back their dead raised to life again that's verses 33 to verse 35a now if verse 35b begins this way there were others who were tortured refused to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonments they were put to death by stoning they were sawed in two they were killed by the sword they went about in sheepskins and goatskins destitute persecuted and mistreated the world was not worthy of them they wandered in deserts and mountains living in caves and in holes in the ground okay and in verse 39 that finishes in verse 38 verse 39 says these were all commended for their faith wow these were all commended for their faith not just the ones who pulled down the kingdoms but the ones who got cut in half not just that the women who got their dead back to life but those who were in sheepskins and goatskins and living in the mountains and uh, and being being terribly oppressed all these all these were commended for their faith now if you're like me my eye naturally gravitates to the success one to the one where they're pulling kingdoms down and doing amazing things we're not so attracted to verses 35 to 38 that's not so cool why because that's an element of faith that makes us a little bit uncomfortable we have been in many cases conditioned to to, to believe that faith will always give us the breakthrough but sometimes faith gives us the power to get through and i'm speaking now not not just to the to to, to my uh, friends in c3 but i'm speaking especially to people who are graduating academy in the journey of faith there will be incredible moments of breakthrough but there will also be moments of frustration there will be moments where you'll touch stuff and it turns to gold and there will be other times you'll touch stuff and it'll just crumble okay we have to learn to manage these ideas and here's the great apostle paul and he is literally managing this tension of a blessing as well as apparent failure in the context of his world so let's dig a wee bit closer and then we'll we'll land with some practical ideas to encourage ourselves let's look again at philippines chapter one look at paul's words in verse 12 he says i want you to know brothers that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so Paul in the context here is in chains in fact he's this is probably referring to his imprisonment in AD 60 right at the end of the book of Acts and he's there in Rome under house arrest AD 60 to roughly 62 when he's in prison there and that's probably this context that he is referring to but look at what he says he says these chains this moment has served to what advance the gospel now that word advanced there is absolutely beautiful it's the word prokopto 
which has really a literal idea of forward cut or to drive forward. The idea here is to cut something forward that wasn't there originally. If you and I were going for a walk and, and we wanted to get to the other side of the field and there was no pathway to the other side of that field and we got our machetes out and we cut a path to it, we would be doing this. We would be advancing. We would be pro-cop-doing. So what are we doing? We are cutting a path that wasn't originally there. Fantastic idea. Here's what Paul is saying. I'm in my lockdown, quite literally. I'm in my chains, but God in my chains is cutting a path for me. He's doing something that wasn't there before. He's making a way that wasn't there before. And what an exciting idea Paul is presenting to us, that when we are physically restricted, God is not. That when we are in lockdown, he is not. That when we can't move around, he can move around. His word, his spirit, his presence is not chained. And so Paul here is saying in the midst of his challenge, I'm restricted, but God has cut a path. God has advanced the gospel. And in fact, in his prison experience here, he writes four amazing books of the New Testament. He writes the book of Ephesians, Philippines, Colossians, and Philemon. All of that happens in this prison. We could literally argue God enabled Paul to do amazing things that still speaks to the New Testament church in the midst of his chains. What an incredible idea. But contrast that to then Thessalonians. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says this, For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did, again and again, but Satan blocked us. Satan blocked us. Now the word block there, very interesting again. In fact, it's egkopto. It's the same root word but that Paul has used in Philippines, but it's a slightly different nuance. And instead of cutting for or cutting forward, the idea here is to cut in or to cut against. Paul uses the same word. So he says in Philippines 1, God cut a path for us. And here he's saying in 1 Thessalonians, the enemy is cutting in against us. A very, very strong expression indeed. And Paul here, in, in the midst of his own journey, is being open and vulnerable about his challenge, this spiritual warfare challenge, this moment where he has been frustrated by the restriction. Time and time again, he says, over and over again, I have wanted to come to you, but Satan has blocked us. Satan has restricted us. And that's a difficult idea for many Christians. There are Christians who don't want to accept the idea that we could ever be in the journey of faith in a place of restriction. Now, here's Paul. I mean, I'm glad it's Paul here giving this and not some novice or some inexperienced person. Paul is saying, uh, this man who's planted churches all over the Roman world, this man who's seen people raised from the dead, this man who has seen incredible breakthrough, he's saying, I have been blocked. The enemy has cut in on me. But even in the midst of that, Paul is finding a way to overcome. So from Paul's words to us in Philippians chapter 1 
and in 1 Thessalonians, what, what practically can we take away from this? As we're thinking about our wonderful graduands today, but also for you and I as followers of Jesus, what do we take away from this? Two quick lessons that I want to encourage you with. Number one, in your restriction, keep your eyes open for the opportunity. In your restriction, keep your eyes open for the opportunity. Here's what I believe. In the unwanted moment, the Lord can do the unexpected. Let me say that again to you. In the unwanted moment, the Lord can do the unexpected. And there will be many unwanted moments. In fact, we've been living perhaps in unwanted moments over the last few months or so. And here's what I've discovered. In those unwanted moments, the Lord has done incredible unexpected things for me that probably wouldn't have happened in an ordinary moment and sometimes when we're in a place of restriction we end up looking and getting consumed in that restriction but here's Paul saying to us in his own restriction and in his own difficulty God made room for me why because God is always at work God is always up to something. God is always doing something. And even when we are restricted, he is not. And even when we are locked down, he is not. And his purpose is, and his plans, they continue day after day after day. His mercies continue to be new every morning. And the Lord is at work in our world. Don't allow the current restriction to stop you looking for the opportunity. Let me say it again. Don't allow your current restriction to stop you looking for the opportunity. God is at work. He may be cutting a path for you right now. He may be opening up a door for you right now. He is at work on your behalf because he loves you and he cares for you. And so in the midst of your restriction, keep your eyes open for the opportunity. Graduands, keep your eyes open for the opportunities. No matter what it looks like, God is at work. Here's the second idea. And with this, I'll bring it to a close. In the restriction, do what you can when you can't do what you want. Do what you can when you can't do what you want. In the unwanted moment, in the unwanted moment, God can do the unexpected. But let me say this, in the unchanging moment, God can do the unexpected. God can do something for us in the unwanted moment, but God can do something in us and through us in the unwanted moment, but also in the unchanging moment. Do you know that there's a sense in which things can be unwanted, but they change. But then there are other moments when it's not only unwanted, but it won't change. And for some of us, we have literally been in a season that will not change. But here's what I've discovered. In the unchanging moment, God is still able to do the unexpected, not only for us, but can I say this, in us. He's able to do something in us. Did you notice Paul's language? Even though we couldn't get to them, what does he say? He says, you're my joy. You're my crown. You're what I live for. In other words, Paul didn't let the roadblock 
from uh, distracting him from what was truly vital and truly important. Paul kept his eyes on what was absolutely vital and unchanging uh, and special and, and valuable in his world. He refused to let his eyes be drawn to the focus of the roadblock and the disappointment and the frustration of that moment. And for many of us over the last few months, there have been frustrations because the unwanted moment has become an unchanging moment. And in the unchanging moment, we are called to lift up our eyes to the God of heaven, who can not only do something unexpected for us, but he can do something unexpected in us. And he can enable us to go forward. And one of the things I've had to learn to do in the lockdown, and one of the things I think is a good principle of life after the lockdown, is that when I can't do what I want to do, I have to do what I can do. Yes? So do what you can when you can't do what you want. Do what you can when you can't do what you want. What an amazing moment it has been for the church over the last three, four months. Moments of innovation and creativity and breakthrough. Because we haven't been able to do what we wanted. I want to be with you uh, and this weekend, but I haven't been able to do that. So what do we do? We do what we can. And if we focus on what we can and not worry about what we can't, I believe the Lord can do something unexpected in us that can lift us beyond the frustration of the restriction. I want to speak to our wonderful graduands today. There will be days of breakthrough and blessing and victory that will be simply incredible. And in those days, we must celebrate and enjoy whatever God is doing. But there will be other days of frustration, of blockage, of hindrance, of withholding what we want to do. And in the midst of that, the same faith that carried us in the moment of victory must carry us in the moment of restriction. I want to encourage you as you go forward, keep your eyes open for the opportunities. But when we cannot do what we want to do, do what we can do. This great man, Paul, teaches us the principle that whether in chains or in freedom, faith can conquer all. That whether in breakthrough or frustration, faith can conquer all. That whether we get everything we want or we don't get anything we wanted, faith conquers all. Because in the midst of our journey, our God is at work in us, is at work for us and is at work through us. So Lord Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now, for those especially graduating today. May this be, uh, though it's a strange day in terms of how it's been done practically, but may this be a red letter day in their experience. May you come to them in the power of your spirit and the power of your life. And Lord, may your word and your grace and your peace and your truth live within them. And Lord, as they go forward, may they go forward in faith and in grace and in peace. May they know your strength in the moments both of breakthrough and of blockage in Jesus' name. And so may the Lord bless you 
and may he keep you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his face towards you and give you his peace. God bless you all C3 and the graduates and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this podcast we pray it's been a blessing to you why not share it with your friends and family through social media if you're not on the regular podcast list then why don't you subscribe thank you especially to those that give if you want to give to this ministry you can go to our website thec3.uk slash giving and get involved god bless you